Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello and welcome to Too Old for TikTok. We're at episode 134. Catalina, how's your week been? It's amazing. <laughs> That's a maniacal laugh. You sound like you're doing well. I'm unwell. As I was just telling you, I just had a conversation with the loan servicers from the government. So I'm having a mental breakdown, but otherwise I'm doing wonderfully. And you, Dina, you're in just like a, in a, like a siren zone of sirens. Yeah. So it's UN week here in Manhattan and Biden's in town. The traffic is horrendous. And I just hear sirens like all day, all night. There's traffic cops at every intersection. There's barricades up. So if you hear sirens, I'll do my best to cut them out. But they're going to be they're going to be here. Well, has TikTok helped you at all with your little menti bee that you're having? Or has it hurt? Uh, you know, I can't, I, I'm not sure. The Menti Bee only just started, I would say like two hours ago. Okay, it's so fresh, <laughs> fresh Menti Bee. This is a fresh one. Um, but no, um, I think that one thing I will say is what's nice is whenever we record the podcast, I feel like I'm like, ugh, but then just like chatting with you about TikTok is nice. Oh my god, you know, that's so when wonderful. When you're having a bad day and then you just get to talk to your best friend for 8 million hours about, about TikTok. TikTok. It does. It makes I and I hope the listeners feel that as well, you know, yeah. 45 minutes to an hour and three and a half minute episode, <laughs> you know, hopefully it could curtail or help mm-hmm. any mental breakdown. Any mentees, exactly. Yeah. It's like an alternate to modern medicine. It's the new modern. It's the new modern. I can't even speak right now. <laughs> I'm just like a broken record. It's perfect for yeah. podcasting. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, it's the it's the Jewish New Year. Uh, celebrate Tova. Thank you very much. We celebrated. I celebrated Rosh Hashanah with. Friend of the pod, Ashley Aloff, came Wait, to really? my family's Rosh Hashanah. <gasps> yes. You didn't I, know this? Are you I, jealous? I'm just upset that I don't, like, hear about these things that I have to find out in, in our in our place of work, you know? <laughs> well, well, she had a great topic for our podcast, and we were talking about Jewish TikTok because Jake Cohen came up and another person mm, who was attending... Mm. Our Rosh Hashanah dinner was talking about Jake Cohen's new cookbook and how much she loved him. And I'm like, oh, my God, Ashley, you definitely know who Jake Cohen was, is. And she said, absolutely not. TikTok doesn't know that I'm Jewish. So she threw out a question, which is, what does your TikTok not know about you? Mm-hmm. And so for her, it's that she's Jewish. And I pose that question to you, Catalina. What does your TikTok not know about you? I think that my TikTok, if anything, just doesn't know that I'm not every marginalized or minority (laughs) group (laughs) in the entire universe. I feel like I don't know what it is about my TikTok, but it definitely knows that I'm like a progress, like I have progressive politics, but it's like I get served 
every type of like child of immigrant content. Mm-hmm. So like it definitely knows that I'm like a child. I don't think it knows what type of child of immigrant I am. It thinks I'm Jewish, so it doesn't know that I'm not Jewish. <laughs> so I guess that's something. That's it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There so you it doesn't go. know that I'm not Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. What about you? Before I answer that question, I do I do have to say that my dad, when you know he was part of this TikTok conversation, he was thrilled, and this is his words, that he stopped getting big breasted Colombian women content finally. <laughs> That is so, so pervy. I well, he said when he started the app, he would just get like big-breasted women dancing, and he's like, "Finally, I'm not getting that anymore." And my mom chimed in to be like, "Yeah, I would see." And he would have these women on his screen, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is not appropriate." Rosh Hashanah speak. Oh my but god! Now what he would, was. What would Jewish God think of that? I mean, Jewish God might be happy about that. Who knows? Who knows? Now I'm also getting Jewish content on Reels. I just said, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are. <laughs> but now my dad's getting like fishing content and mm. content about watches and boating, which is okay. very much him. And I mean, maybe big boobed Colombian women is also him. Maybe. Maybe. All right, Dina, what about you? So I used to get a lot of single girl in New York City content, and now I get less of it, but I don't think TikTok knows that I've been in a relationship for, you know, a year and a half, because I'm not getting a lot of relationship content, but... Are you? I, do you get? Do you get wedding? You get wedding content. You must not, not on my TikTok. I do not get wedding content on my TikTok. Oh right, you use your like Facebook and Reels for that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I here's the thing, Dina. I think that relationship content generally is like gag me with a spoon type content. I agree. No, but but I I still get some of the. I get less of it, but I like the single girl in your 30s what what are you envisioning as relationship content I guess I guess I'm not envisioning relationship content I guess I'm thinking that I would stop getting the single girl content or like I get less of the also dating like hinge bumble encounter content too Mm, mm -hmm. um I get a little bit of that stuff I mean I I think if I ever get anything that is like relationship focused it's gonna be a joke yeah or I will have sought it out expressly like because I see people talking about something and I'm like oh what's this like drama or this like really cringe content that exists on this app but I'm not getting served relationship content oh except for it wait who was that girl who I did get that one like totally unhinged like wedding video where that girl was talking about all the stuff that she had done to prepare for her wedding and she had gotten Botox in her traps. To Is that to stop sweating? No, it's um to make them armpits. like go like concave so that you look less uh, muscular. I don't know. It was <laughs> so you're, That's unhinged. a very niche brand of content. Okay. So you are so, getting preparing for your wedding content. Yeah, but like the most insane stuff. And then I don't like it, but I do send it to people. Great. 
Moving on, we have an update from last week. We mentioned the Roman Empire TikTok trends, and it's blown up. It's still going on. Mm -hmm. It's really prolific on the app. People are playing on the trend. They're saying what do girls think about all the time. The answer is sexual assault. Yes. And the triangle uh, shirtwaist factory. (laughs) Dima. You know that the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory is related to NYU, right? Yes, I know. It's the building. Yeah. Which one? I actually... Silver. Is it silver, though? I think so. Um, it was the silver building, I think. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's the brown building. Oh, I got the wrong color. I knew okay. it wasn't the I knew it wasn't the silver building because the silver building was where the Spanish and Portuguese department was. Oh, and I okay. lied to someone and I was like, it's in the silver or maybe it's not. No, the silver building was where those elevators are, were where they would oh, yell the at you. Horrendous go one. All the way in and oh, all the way back. And all the way your in backpack and all the way off back. and put it on the floor. <laughs> I avoided those. I avoided those elevators and I would in my winter jacket run up seven flights of stairs and then when I'd sit in the class I would just start profusely sweating and could not stop all class. Really horrendous experience there. All right. So anyway, sorry about that. That little detour over to the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory and our experience with those. I mean, I'm sorry. I just have one more thing to say. Like, what college, what type of college experience do you have to have that they have to hire someone specifically to yell at people to get in the elevator correctly? I mean, you said you were looking for a side gig. Catalina, that's not a bad side gig I don't, for you. I need passive income. I oh, can't. Okay. I can't. I would love to yell at people to get in Yeah, it kind of sounds great to like take out your anger. You're just yelling at Ugh. students all day. All right, back to the Roman Empire. This, I love this video by the Chargers, which is a football team. And it just goes to show some men don't actually think of the Roman Empire all day. How often they think about the Roman Empire? The what? <laughs> the Roman Empire. What is that? <laughs> What is that? It's like a... I'm supposed to know like that? In, like a time in history, like the Roman Empire, when the Romans were... Like gladiator. I don't think about that. Okay, cool. I don't even know what that is. All right. <laughs> you know, I will tell you that when I first sent this, this was part of what I had left out of the story that I told about my friend's husband last week. So he works at a school in the Bronx. And a lot of the content that's going around is like only white men right. think about the Roman Empire every day. And he was like, yeah, when I was like talking to my coworkers, they were like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) And I think that that's sort of what I was getting at when it's like a certain profile of dude, it's like your average white guy is really fixated on the Roman Empire. There's another video by at jfram.ily. Trey, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? What? That's great that he thinks it's a Nicki Minaj album. I think some of them are also like the Chargers video. I think that guy is joking. I don't, I mean, he's a good actor. I don't think athletes are that great of actors. I took that seriously. I mean, I think most people will have like heard of the Roman Empire. I think people have heard of it, but it's such a broad thing. It's like, okay, what year are you talking about? I guess, you know, you would assume... You were thinking about Rome as the place Rome, but it's very broad. I don't know. I I, I can understand when you know it's nothing about it. Before Christ, baby. BC. BC. 
Do you know when the Austro-Hungarian Empire was, which was also known as the Holy Roman Empire? Yeah, 232 AD. <laughs> Am I right? That was a wild guess. How close was I or how far Not was even I? Not close. Tell me. <laughs> wait, I gotta look it up. Oh, I thought you knew. I mean, I know. Okay, wait, I'm gonna do a guess. I'm gonna do a guess. Holy Roman Empire. I'm gonna say... Ooh, Carlos. When was Carlos? Carlos. Who's Carlos? Carlos Quinto. Mm, sorry. The Holy Roman Emperor. Yikes. Um, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me think about it. I'm going to say 1600s. Let's find oh. out. Well, it was also more than just him. The only Carlos I know is Carlos Santana. Okay. Holy Roman Empire also known as the Holy Roman Empire of the German nation. <laughs> okay. Um, 1512. Wait. Oh, Austro-Hungarian, Austro-Hungarian Empire was ooh, way later. Way later. Also not the Holy Roman Empire. I'm a liar about Wait, that. Yeah, what are, but, you, what are you spewing? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where are and you now getting I'm these facts from? Google, well, my brain. You're Google. You're Carlos. Carlos, the Holy Roman Emperor. Okay, okay. Holy Roman Emperor Carlos, or Charles V, also known as Carlos Quinto, was from Spain, and it was the 15, 1516 to 1556, which is the 16th century. I said 1600, so whatever. I'm Great wrong. Great but... job, Catalina. <laughs> Gold star for you. Not for the Austro-Hungarian part, but whatever. For the Carlos part. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What does your algorithm think you want to see this week? This week, my algorithm thinks I want to see, I guess it was Fashion Week in New York City. You guess it was Fashion Week in New York City last week. Yes. So that shows that I don't really get fashion content because I wasn't getting Fashion Week content until I got this video, which was the original video that I saw was by at Shop Syro, who posted a bouncer I actually didn't know it was a bouncer until I saw the other video but it's two people outside of a club having a screaming match see you're from Canada so you don't fucking know that's why you're not coming in Have a nice flight. <laughs> Have a nice flight is such a good line. This really, seeing this really is what terrifies me about going to clubs. Like not getting in is so embarrassing. I would just simply like slink away. It's happened to me. Like we've mm-hmm. tried to get into clubs and haven't like when we were in college and you just go away. You just you, go away. Yeah. You just go away. Well, and that's why I love the video by one of these creators who we've highlighted before on the um, on the pod who I really like at Griffin Maxwell Brooks. And they explain that this is actually like 
a very well-known bouncer doorman, doorman yeah. in the New York City like nightlife circuit mm-hmm. and that they're known for being like funny and like you know making jokes and bantering with the people who come in and that and they're explaining in the video like when you're a doorman this is the policy this is like who you can let in and this like screaming at someone like do you know me <laughs> It's not gonna it's work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> first things first, Marcus, pictured in that video, we adore. We love Marcus. Not just because they served us like a minute straight of pose caliber reads, but also because Marcus is like a legend in New York. And Fashion Week is a very specific time because the world of like fashion and glitz and glam and PR intersects with nightlife in a way that it usually doesn't. Marcus works the door at Battle Him, which is like the gayest party of all time. Amanda Lepore is always in the booth like blowing bubbles out of a rubber ducky bubble blower. Newsflash, screaming at like the decider is never going to help your case. And I think Fashion Week drags in a lot of people who really don't understand that mixed with like the entitlement of attending fashion week and when you mess with somebody like marcus who has quite literally seen it all like they literally have a new york times article written about how the, the cunty is door person alive you should pretty much expect to get eaten alive for all the world to see wrong bitch so moral of the story is just be nice to people and apparently in the original user or the original creator shop syro made a way to follow up video explaining that the girl was like yelling at everyone in line, like I'm being paid to be here because she was like some sort of influencer. I just can't imagine that level of entitlement. No, it's insane. I guess if you're doing it for the views, I don't even know. You just don't be an asshole. Even if you're doing it for the views, like that is your job, right? As an influencer, like you want to create viral contact. That's not the way to do it though. Do you know where they are? I think they're in front of Marquee, right? They're no, they're at the oh. Bowery Hotel. Oh, the Bowery Hotel. I thought this doorman was at the at Marquee. Maybe I was No, well, there's um a New York Times article about the doorman from 2014 called The Doorman of the Hour. Marcus Kell. My favorite part of this article is that they say that Marcus Kell their last name is like Kellerman or something and that they go by Kel so that people from their past won't like get in contact with them. <laughs> like, uh, you're not, you're probably not going to succeed at that. But no, I would never, wait, would I start a fight with a doorman? Probably not unless they were like rude to you. Yeah. Or like, like racist or yeah. something, you know, like I'm just trying right. to think of like, or if there was, like, some sort of, like, aggressive, like, egregious scenario, like, yes, maybe then I'd scream at a doorman. But for not letting me in, I would be so embarrassed. I would just walk away. Yeah, especially if your name isn't on a list. Yes. Also, ever saying, like, do you know who I am is an insane thing to say. I – that happened to me once. Someone said <gasps> – I was interning at Fox Searchlight. I'm going to name drop here. <gasps> So you're naming names. I'm going to name names. Name names. Name at Fox Searchlight. This is like 2008. And I had a man uh, PR screening for some movie. I think the movie was Choke based Hmm. on the book. Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah. 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 So my boss says, if they are not on the list, like do not let these people in. Mm -hmm. And I'm an intern. So I'm going to listen guy comes up to me he's he has a gym bag on he looks unassuming which doesn't matter gives me his name he's not on the list and he's like do you know who i am it doesn't register me so the name he's he's jeffrey lyons like one of the most famous what's it called film critic 
yes, one of the most famous film critics. But it doesn't register to me because I'm freaking out like a man is screaming at me and being like, do you know who I am? And I said to him, Wait, I was, was he like, saying it? Like, you don't know who I am? Yes. Like, oh my God, relax. A hundred percent. And I'm like, shook. Sir, I don't know who you are. And I was being really, like trying to be calm and nice. And I said, L- listen, let me just call up to my boss. And like, you know, I could, I could just make a phone call real quick. So he was not even letting me do that. He was saying like, I can't believe you don't know who I am. And like, eventually he like, I think, and my memory could be vague, just went in and my boss was like calling down, like they accidentally left him off the list. So then I did look like a big idiot and it was a whole thing. But yeah, he pulled the, like, I can't believe you don't know who I am. Yeah, but also that's not your fault that he wasn't on the list. And sorry, yeah. I don't know who you are, Jeffrey Lyons. I'm looking at his face. Like, you look like any old dude. Yeah, you know? and listen, like, listen, he could be a great guy. He could have been having a bad day and been busy, didn't want to deal but again, listen, I've just aired out his dirty laundry on this wow, podcast that wow. two people will listen to. So be nice to everyone is the moral of the story. I have not a do you know who I am, but a celebrity acting like a idiot, mm-hmm. which is, um, what was that film? Crash? The girl in it. Marissa, not Marissa. This girl, Jennifer Esposito. Why do I want to call her Marissa? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Marissa. <laughs> Jennifer Esposito. So remember when I used to work at, um, oh my God, News Bar? Yeah, of course. Coffee which, shop. Which there's a guy, didn't you guys interview him? Yeah, Davis Burleson like, loves, loves the coffee shop. Yeah. Oh, sorry. News Bar. News Bar. Yeah. So when I used to work at News Bar, um, this was back in the day when News Bar was not really like a restaurant as much and more like an internet cafe and we had desktop <laughs> computers that people could come in and use We're so old and <laughs> they in order to use them had to give either a credit card or a driver's license as collateral which is also how i won't talk about nope. it yeah. so anyway Let's move on from that <laughs> so um Wow, that makes it sound like I was stealing people's credit card information. <laughs> I was not doing, I was not stealing people's credit card information. Um, so anyway, one day Jennifer Esposito comes in and wants to use a desktop computer, which also is like, don't you have a computer? That's it was so weird. It wasn't like we didn't have, maybe she needed to do something on like an IP address that couldn't be traced to her. I don't know. Mm, anyway. Conspiracy theories. She comes up to me and hands me her driver's license but is wearing sunglasses and is like acting like oh don't look at me and I'm like (laughs) you're literally handing me your driver's license (laughs) with your full name your address like what is wrong with you so I always think of her like I I mean she didn't want to be seen sure but like you're inside a coffee shop wearing sunglasses handing your driver's license to someone you're you're going to be recognized madam so that's that Jennifer Esposito Wow. All right. There's one more thing that you have listed that your For You page is serving you, and I absolutely love it. Okay. We cannot play this entire video, but it is a video by at Lex.Delarosa. Back for another day of homeschooling my 41-month-old and a 20-month-old. I got myself and the boys fully ready for the day before sitting down for circle time. We use this time to sing our morning song, read a story, and go over our itinerary for the day. This week is Apple Week, so all the activities are based around apples, which is perfect because we just went apple picking. So I was going to say, all the comments are like, well, my 127-month-old <laughs> child is now graduating college. To say, what is it, 41 months or something? 
I was crazy. I heard it and I was like, yeah. And then I was you like, did. wait. You have to do so much math. Like divide by 12. Like how many I'm years? Do, I'm trying to figure that? out how many months I am. I'm 408 months old. <laughs> well, actually, no, more because I'm going to be 35 in January. Yeah. That well, is it's also the fact that she's homeschooling her children who aren't school age. Just like call it taking care of my children. Right. Like and why do you have to call it homeschooling? Why do you have to like, I don't know. Like also to add have, an institution to have themed weeks, like she said. Apple week. Next week is corn week. You know <laughs> they're just I, gonna they're gonna sit in the living room and listen to the it's corn kid on repeat <laughs> all week. That's such a good curriculum. I love that. I I mean that was the magic of TikTok comments, but I did have an observation, which was that she was responding to a lot of those comments in like a very like. Jovial manner. Like, and being sincere. She was, I guess, you know what? I think if you say 41 month old, that's for the engagement. It's gotta be. You gotta know that that's not a normal thing. Or maybe it is. And I, you know, maybe I'm off base here. Yeah. I mean, I think it could be just a trick to get people to engage engage with you, which she sure was succeeding. But it's. That type of content is real icky. Actually, um, I'm going to recommend, again, Anne Helen Peterson, who is a culture writer, who did a really good piece on the trad wife phenomenon on TikTok, the like traditional wife or the stay-at-home mm. girlfriend or this type of woman's um, content. So instead of regurgitating it to you all now, I will put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. Yeah. Great. Okay, my For You page is serving me content from GBH. It's radio, and it's an Italian grandma who's furious about the Italy prosciutto lawsuit. Liliana in Fall River, you have uh, one minute. What's up? You are putting me over the edge today. Why? Uh, with the story of the prosciutto. Yeah. I'm almost 80 years old. Yeah. I eat prosciutto all the time. I have never slipped on the prosciutto. Well, there that's, you go. you'd be a great witness a for the witness. defense. What do you, so what oh, do you make of this, Liliane? You think she's exaggerating and making this up? Oh, please. First of all, prosciutto is a cure meat, and it does not have the greasy shine. That's a very good point, the, actually. The mortadella head. Exactly. Copacolo. Very good okay? point. Yeah, I'm we got sorry. it. I, I, you serve it with the with the melon. You yeah. don't have grease on the. No, that's true. You serve it with pigs, and you don't have that grease. Now, Liliana, so would you know. be willing to testify as an expert witness for the defense if you're called? Absolutely. I knew you would. I cannot stand the, such stupid women <laughs> that have no idea what Italian food is and uh, Italian costumes and all that. I think you could slip on prosciutto. I'm you just going to say it. I'm yes. just going to say that this grandma's my favorite person. Like, I want to go to Sunday dinner at this. You know she knows how to cook a good meatball. I love this grandma. Yeah. But, like, I think you could slip you on you prosciutto. Could? Yeah. I was, I'm wondering how the prosciutto got on the floor in Italy. Like, who's throwing prosciutto on the floor? Yeah, did it, like, slip out of someone's sandwich? Right. And then a lady... Uh, or could it be, you know... 
I could put the prosciutto on the floor mm-hmm. and then have a friend slip on it to create this mm-hmm. lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't which know. just reminded me of a way of earning passive income, which is class action <laughs> lawsuits. <laughs> there you go. Well, there's a really good TikToker who tells you how to sign up for all the class action lawsuits. Uh, I've gotten some really good tips from her. Like there was the Facebook one. There's mm-hmm. a TikTok one. I I've gotten some good money. The Facebook one. The Facebook one, like it, like was oh, timing out. Oh man! Try, Try again. again. Try again. Um, yes, I love this prosciutto lady, but I do. Yeah. I feel like American cheese. It's not in and of itself a sticky item, but if it were on a floor, let's say it's a tile floor and gets smushed. Mm-hmm. It gets smushed into the floor. You could slip on that easily. You know what? You could really slip on anything. Yeah. But you would could... you sue? No. I. This reminds me back in like high school or middle school, I did a report on frivolous lawsuits because mm-hmm. the U.S. is known for you know people doing mm-hmm. frivolous lawsuits. And it was the really big issue at McDonald's when the lady sued for getting... Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you, what? it wasn't frivolous though. I was getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do, that's what my reporting found out. Okay. It wasn't frivolous. Everyone was making fun of this lady saying, oh my God, you got burned from coffee. You should know it's hot and like not put it in between your legs. But it was over a hundred degrees. It was scalding. Like no co- coffee should be that hot. So there's, you know, the, it's really interesting to, to these food and drink lawsuits. I agree. I agree. I I think we're just kind of sue happy in the United States. But oh, yeah. the other thing is that to sue, you have to pay money. Yeah. So either you're very confident that you're right. going to win or you have money to throw around to litigate. Correct. That's exactly right. So hmm. lawyers be making all the money on everything, on all that. Mm. Okay, okay, we'll move on now. We gotta move on. We, we gotta, gotta go. Moving. We gotta move it. All right. Okay, our stitch trend is... Oh, this is, one's dark. <laughs> this is dark. We also... I brought this stitch trend up a couple of episodes ago, but it's still making its round on the FYP. Mm-hmm. This video is by at Dacia Does It. Mm-hmm. It's really long. I cannot play the whole audio. I, I'll try to play some clips, but it's a really insane stalker story. One small, unimportant decision that you made that changed the whole trajectory of your life. When I was 22, I agreed to go on a date with someone. And after the second date, I decided that I wasn't really feeling it. And I let him know that I wasn't really feeling it. And I had a lot of other stuff going on. And he said, it's okay. I have a lot of stuff going on too. And I thought everything was fine until about a month and a half later when he decided that everything was not fine. And he started messaging me hundreds of times a day telling me that he had changed his mind and I had pissed in his Cheerios and that he was a good man and he deserved a chance. And at first I blew it off and I was kind of annoyed, like, who do you think you are? But then it started to get really scary really quickly when he started sending me pictures of the outside of my house, telling me that he was planning a raid and he deserved a chance because he was a good man. So this went on for like a month. I would literally wake up to dozens of phone calls and I started filing police reports. He would actually take pictures of me filing police reports and tell me that that was a stupid idea, that a restraining order was just a piece of paper. He would take pictures of me talking to the police whenever he came around and I called them and they weren't able to find them and be like, oh, all they would have had to do was look up and see me. So basically, this girl went on two dates with a guy who then started aggressively stalking her, so much so that she had to move out of her apartment complex so I guess the the idea was like the two dates were the choice that 
changed her life forever. Yeah. So she had to move out of her apartment complex. She moved to a new place. He found her on he found her on Duolingo, but he was like threatening her life so much to a point and he was white and she's black and she was like he kept saying like I'm going to kill you and they're not going to come for me because like of like I'm a white guy and so it was a really scary story and in the Horrible. end she bought a firearm and he did come and break into her house and she shot him. He did not die, but he went to jail, and then he got out of jail. This was what I learned from the comments. He got out of jail and then proceeded to stalk someone again. And now he's in jail again. And I'm just like, I thought that it was going in a direction where it was going to be, like, pro-gun, like, right-wing, pro-gun advocacy type stuff. But it was interesting because she was like, I'm vehemently anti-gun, but so so many things happened, and the law enforcement was like, not helping me in Mm -hmm. any way and i think that it did a good job of illustrating how law enforcement is the way that it's structured right now is like there to punish but not necessarily to protect wow that's exactly the best summary i could think of wow there to punish not there to protect Mm. because it and that's sort of that's kind of what we're told with gun safety trainings on campus and things like that where or if anything happens with a student on campus who's like aggressive you basically they're like we can't do anything until someone does something that's what you end up learning when you're in these situations like i've had like in the past like students who have been like creepy or like aggressive or whatever and they're basically like have they i i think that in a university you have an extra layer of protection that Mm -hmm. if the student does like threaten you directly then maybe they university might do potentially depends on your uni- yeah. it depends on your university right. really and how proactive they are but yeah i had a situation when i was a graduate student where i had a really scary student and they were basically like if something happens like call the emergency hotline that doesn't make you feel better no and that's the whole thing with this woman she wasn't sleeping at night because she felt like someone was threatening her life and she couldn't hold down a job at all. And then basically her getting a firearm, she then, didn't she say that she trained other women to protect themselves after that with firearms? Yeah, now she does like self-defense. Self-defense classes. And then she also got a job at a call center and then Mm -hmm. worked her way up and now has a job in tech. So after all of this, it sort of is a happy ending and she came out being like thriving and she's alive and she's doing well. But those months, years of her life seem horrible, and her life's never the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that was that was a dark. Yeah, way dark for that trend to go. And now we're but... gonna take a hard, hard turn into. Actually, this will be a nice little. This is a nice. This will be a palate cleanser. So I was um, this weekend. I went to <clears throat> the Mothman Festival in West Virginia. Mothman is a cryptid. You know what a cryptid is, Dina? No, I don't. A cryptid is a, this is the definition of Merriam-Webster, an animal such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. That's redundant. Contrary to popular belief, cryptids don't have to be supernatural, mythical, or even all that strange. Although many popular, like the jackalope, although many popular creatures acquire these characteristics as their legend grows. 
as their legends grow. So the Mothman is a famous cryptid in West Virginia. He's meant to be a harbinger of doom mm. and associated with um, this, the deadliest bridge collapse in the history of the United States, actually. In West um, Virginia? In what, it's the bridge that goes from West Virginia that crosses the Ohio River into Ohio. So when I was at Virginia Tech and I would drive, we would always pass through Point Pleasant. I didn't even realize that was Point Pleasant. And we saw one time like a brochure or billboard for the Mothman Festival. And you decided to go. And we decided to go. It was fine. It was, it was fun. I, was, I enjoyed it. But <laughs> this is kind of a non sequitur because while we were doing it, we went with a friend of mine and she was saying that <laughs> there was a very funny TikTok going around <laughs> that is a girl... <laughs> Pointing at a bear, <laughs> and I'll just let you play the sound. It's by at four smiles underscore. Can I pick that dog? No, no. Can I pick that dog? No. Can I pick that dog? No. Can I pick that dog? She's just like, I'm gonna pet it. <laughs> <laughs> She's pointing at it. It's like a petting zoo. It's so cute, and what good audio it has some really good potential as well for you know using it as a as the audio of your video so. yeah can i pet that dog can i pet that dog can i and it could be mothman and you could say can i pet that dog by the way then we watched mothman the richard gear film and it was scary richard gear is in a scary and laura movie. linney <gasps> why i love them but i hate scary movies i will not i mean watch. it's not like scary scary but it's i didn't love it what year was it made let's see i'm gonna say the 90s okay it wait mothman film Mm, 2002 okay will Patton. oh deborah messing is also Mm. in it so wait mothman has nothing to do with the moth the animal it was like they it was a man-like figure that was also moth-like but oh, its so it wings does. spanned as large as a country road. Okay. I still don't understand what <laughs> Moth Festival or Mothman is, but that's okay. I'll let Ivan explain it to you. Um, Thank not you. on the podcast. Okay, great. Excellent. Our content creator spotlight this week is Margaret McElroy. She has 4,167 followers at the moment. So she's not this mega influencer content creator yet, but that's she's, respectable. Oh, 100% respectable. Yeah. We just got a spotlight, you know, all different types of creators. Her blind rankings came on my For You page. The first one is blind ranking celebrities based on how comfortable I'd be asking them to apply my sunscreen. Who gets to lather me up? I think Viola Davis would do a really solid application. And on top of that, I think she would check in on the status of my sunscreen throughout, let's say, the day at the beach and perhaps touch it up without me even asking if she's noticing I'm getting burned. And for that, that puts you pretty high. Should maybe put her at one. From one pale person to another, I think Winona Ryder would understand that these are high stakes, my sunscreen application, especially if it's like day one of the beach trip. I, I could ruin the trip if I have a bad day one in terms of sun exposure. So I think she would take it seriously. What celebrity Catalina would you most want to apply sunscreen for you? I want them to put sunscreen on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, 
Um, I'm very grossed out by this question. I think definitely not Mark Zuckerberg. Because <laughs> it would just not be rubbed in at all. Right. It would just be like zinc or whatever, just like yeah. on my body. Um, I think I would want someone like like a like a mother figure to do. Yeah, it for I was me. thinking that too. For me, I think someone like Oprah. I knew you were gonna say that. I was thinking like Meryl Streep. Yeah. Or Martha Stewart. She <gasps> might be good at it. I don't think Martha she would be, be really though. Good. I don't think that they're too famous. But that's the whole idea. A celebrity. Yeah, but like I don't think celebrities are good How at it. How about Jennifer Esposito or Jeffrey Lyons? You need someone who <laughs> where who is good at applying sunscreen. You need someone with kids. You know what? I'm going to say Jennifer Garner. I feel like she really rubs her kids' arms with sunscreen. You know, she gets in there. Yeah, she gets in there. Okay, yeah. great. Okay. And then another video I love where she ranks celebrities is... Blind ranking celebrities based on how stressed I'd be if I clogged their toilet. I'd feel awful for all of these, but let's see. 50 Cent. I think he could be used to it. He is someone on site who takes care of this. He has it down to a science. Jared Leto, his bathroom doesn't have a toilet in it. It's an empty room and you go in the corner. Nothing to clog. Kesha's used to this. Kesha has seen it. She's getting in there herself with the plunger and figuring it out. Who would you be embarrassed by? Besides everyone. Besides everyone. Like like the most most embarrassed. It would... Um, I think Hugh like, Jackman. Oh, he's getting a divorce. I know he's on top of my on the top of my mind because of the divorce. I'd be very embarrassed. I feel like he shits pretty. Ew. Who's <laughs> <laughs> who's the funny lady who maybe she's dead now? The really old one, Joan Rivers. No. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? She's in like everything. Old lady. Oh my god. Funny. Elderly woman. Where you're going with that? Betty White. Yes. Is oh. she alive still? No, Betty White's dead. Where anyway, have you been? If so, I would be. I would have been embarrassed when Betty White was alive to have clogged her toilet. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's move on to our food drink section. Yes. Uh, this week it is a food video food content creator well not a trend but it's it not is a trend food. i didn't say trend it is but food. it is and this is by a Brittany miller you saw her video she did this Brittany uh miller. Brittany h miller mm-hmm. a jacket potato i did not know what a jacket potato was before this video for dinner i'm having jacket potato but on my own because ash has already eaten also he hates jacket potato but i have done two how unreal how unreal the crispiness I don't know how you can't like jacket potato. Like, it's such a comfort food. Oh, so unreal. Oh, spread it all out, girl. I need a shit ton of butter. Oh, look at that. Good old lurpak. Mm. A bit of mozzarella before I put the beans on. Beans. Oh, more cheese, but this is Red Leicester. It's my favourite type of cheese. Chorizo. If you've never had chorizo on your jacket potato, then you're missing out. And lastly, some red onion. I This girl, I feel like she has the accent of all the people doing the have a Chinese. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Chinese takeaway. So I think that's why the video is appealing to me in terms of like her cadence and her accent. But she's also one of these people who's like, I'm like, are you really eating that that much food? I don't think so. 
Yeah, the plate. The jacket potato was the plate. She cuts. You don't. We don't see obviously because we're describing it. She cuts open the baked potato and she smothers that stuff, and it's like a plate of. It looks like nachos. The beans disturb me. Just poured a bunch of beans on a potato. The cheese, fine, but the the looks of it not appealing to me. I just don't think that she's eating that. You think she's lying? <gasps> You're accusing her. I mean, I just don't that think she's that, eating it. I, I think she, she eats it. I maybe part of it. I think she has portion control. I think that she has self control and she eats a quarter of that plate. You or, know, what? that's yeah. her only meal the whole day. I think she's she has leftovers. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, the other one that I saw her doing was a roast, a Sunday roast, which was kind of like the person who got the Sunday roast. But this this looks like she just had so many different things in her Sunday roast, and I think she made it all. It's a very brown plate to me. And also the way she distributes the broccoli is by cutting oh. them violently with a scissor. <laughs> that was which really is weird. so bizarre to me. Also, and it was then, overcooked. It was overcooked. And then to pour gravy over everything well that's what they did with the chinese takeaway and that's what they did with the sunday roast i cannot see pouring gravy over every single thing on a plate and it just makes it like mush what about thanksgiving no i'm not a no i would put a little gravy on turkey maybe (gasps) not on everything not on stuffing. oh i love not on your stuffing no i like a dry stuffing what are you like a crunchy stuffing but then like putting a little sauce on it yeah mustard I, uh, <laughs> I put mustard on. And that'd be a gravy person. Yeah. I love gravy. I mean, I, I don't want to yuck your yum. I would eat I would eat mustard on stuffing, but I love gravy so much. So Okay. You're just to each all right. Um, do you, I guess. Do you. Okay, let's end with a learning on TikTok. This video by Xander15. It's different cars crashing into a wall, and he's commenting on how they perform. Let's see what kind of injury. Toyota's fine. You're fine. You can walk out of there. Subaru, fine. Yep, see, no scratch. Nissan, escalation. Oh, that's true. No, you're not okay. Nope. Which car were you most surprised by, Catalina? The Volvo? Volvos are safe. I, I was yes. least surprised because, you know, my old car mm-hmm. in high school, I called it the Granny Mobile because it was my grandma's old car. It was a Volvo from 1991. Wow. And that is the sturdiest vehicle you'll ever know. And you know how it died? It died in Hurricane Sandy when the <gasps> waters rose. No. A little, a little flooded. Water took But it, it lived a good life, that Granny Mobile. And my dad used to have Volvos growing up. That is a safe car. I mean, what was it? The Escalade or the cat? Oh, yeah. yeah. Why do people, why are those even on the road? That was my, like. The Escalade shocked me because that's a huge car and it just folded in half. Wait, is that the one that one of them, like the trunk came off too? I don't remember which one It was like the Escalade, it was the most expensive cars, like the Escalade and the Cadillac were the ones where I was like, oh my God, that's so unsafe. Yeah, and the Bronco is how, very unsafe. How are they on the road and that popular? I don't know. People don't care. I kind of figured Jeeps were unsafe. Yes, Jeeps. Anything like higher off the ground seems less safe. To yeah. Me. Well, you know what's the least safe? The Bronco. A VW bus. 
A VW bus. Oh, yeah. they didn't even show that in this well, video. Of course not, because it's just the front. If you smashed it, there's nothing You're to dead. smash. You're dead. Bye. Wow. I want them to do a Jetta, so I know, because I drive a Jetta. You, you drive a Jetta. Yeah. What do you think? Well, it was I think all... a Jetta is pretty safe. Volkswagen, right? I think it's safe. Well, you know what? I can't afford to buy a new car right now, so we'll I'll pray. Just, we'll pray. We'll just pray that my one. Jetta's safe <laughs> and that I don't drive it like 100 miles per hour into a wall anytime soon yes please be safe out there be safe out there ladies and gentlemen and do not drive escalades if you can and don't crash into a wall at 50 miles per hour also that okay well this has been a great episode productive week as usual thank you for listening please share rate review subscribe we'll see you next week Bye bye